Hello there. It's Ian. I just wanted to have a quick pre-show chat with you again. We're going to get into our feelings in this episode, so you might want to listen to this through first before sharing it with your kids. I wrote this episode almost immediately after coming home from the hospital, and so the content is a little raw. As the weeks have progressed, my feelings have changed, and I'm a little bit more in the swing of things now, a little bit more ready to handle being a parent. But at the time, this felt very, very real. So I'm going to share it with you. It's important to be vulnerable. It's important to show your work. And don't worry, it's nothing too huge or dark. Just a kid finding out suddenly that he's a dad, and that there's no going back. Normal stuff. Let's begin. This is the Bird Dad Podcast. I'm Ian Carlson. Each year, American goldfinches are one of the last songbirds to breed in North America. These sweet little songsters obtain all of their needed protein almost exclusively from seed. The males get their bright lemon yellow and black trim coloration by late spring each year, but they time their reproduction to follow nutrient and protein rich thistles as they seed. My wife and I were both in our 30s when we married, and she was a little bit more in her 30s than I was. When we started talking about having kids, we would always eventually acknowledge the chance that maybe we couldn't have kids. Neither of us were entirely sure about our fertility, and the unfortunate term of a geriatric pregnancy kept popping up whenever we would Google having children at our age. So instead of getting tested, we just decided to try. We wanted to have kids, but we also really loved the life we had. Frequent travel to Europe, fancy meals, and lots of time for theater and birds. Infertility was perhaps our way of keeping a foot in that door. If it didn't work, it wasn't meant to be. More takeout and world travel for us. And it didn't work at first. Not for almost a year. This time of trying fell around the same time I started participating in our state's bird atlasing program. So, I was more familiar with the breeding cycles of various birds. The goldfinch appealed to me, for reasons of its lateness. So, I wrote my wife a little poem. Because sometimes that's just what you have to do. The goldfinch and her mate. They wait for the thistle seed to come. Amidst catbird noise and strong bright leaf, they wait. The last to breed, the seed will come. In oil dark eye, the owl chick grows, and limbs its blinking way to flight. In the sun short days of summer's end, she knows. Her nest will buzz when the seed is right. I choose to raise you, she says in the sweetest of days. 
The apple is soon to ripen on the bough. For now the thick rich seed, eat, eat, is all she will allow. And for those of you just joining this podcast, this episode, it worked. You gonna talk? That's me in the clip, but I'm not the one speaking. That's my father talking to me a few weeks after I was born. On our way to the hospital, I saw an American crow flying up the street in the opposite direction, carrying a stick in its beak. I remarked about the apparent nest-building behavior to my intensely laboring wife. She smiled at my observation, but remarked that now was probably not a good time to stop and enter that data. Wait until the baby's born? She asked me, calmly, between contractions, her fists balling white at the small of her back. I did. Our child arrived about eight hours later. A little over seven squalling purple pounds of new life. The sex assigned at birth was male, and so I'll be referring to them as he on this podcast for the time being. If that changes as they get older and discover their own identity, there's plenty of room in my heart to adapt. Now, there's one phrase I hear thrown around a lot, especially when it comes to parents talking about their children. It's, I knew I loved them from the moment I saw them. The moment I first saw my child, he was a purplish-gray and hadn't yet taken his first breath. Yes, they told us about this in our birthing class. Yes, it is very normal. But because that was the moment I first saw my son, I love you was not the foremost thought in my mind. The foremost thought in my mind was something I'll leave off this podcast. Because who knows? You might be listening and have kids of your own in earshot. Love for my child did not come the instant I laid eyes upon him. This love for my child came about 24 hours later, when during the final checkup, the doctor thought they heard a heart murmur and sent our kid to a new hospital for an EKG. This love for my child came following the ambulance down the highway, squeezing my wife's hand and begging someone, anyone, to let him be okay pleading for him to be two years old and throwing a public tantrum so big it shuts down whatever plans I had for that day, pleading for a life long enough to see him grow up and have interests that have nothing to do with mine, a life long enough to find ourselves growing apart, a life long enough to find ourselves growing back together. But that is a lot to explain to a five-year-old, so... I'll probably just use the phrase, too. He's home safe now. 
The murmur resolved itself, and our world has been given over to this tiny stranger's unique brand of sleep-insensitive needs. We've been watching the bird feeders together. A lot. His sense of object permanence is still developing, so his ID skills are sorely lacking. I keep thinking about that crow I saw on the way to the hospital. How many generations of crows has that one crow produced? How many springs has it spent ferrying sticks to a nest, then ferrying beetles and roadkill into the mouths of its impatient young? How many generations of crows have passed over my head, rowing lazily against an August wind? There's this vision in my head that feels apt, but is unsettling. It's a vision of a generational relay, the reproductive process of biological life. Hundreds of thousands of runners, each one of them a generation of human beings. My parents are running. I am running too. There's a part in every relay where the next runner has to match the speed of the runner holding the baton. For a moment, the two are running in tandem. But the latter runner still holds the baton. The responsibility, the adulthood, all that. My parents have passed that baton to me, and now, more than ever, I can really feel its weight in my hands. I see my son ahead of me, and he too has already begun to pick up speed. My parents are still running with me. And a grandmother, too. But those runners, in this race in my mind, have begun to slow down. And is that it? Is the passing of the baton the point? In my heart, I still feel like there are more batons for them to pass. And that's because I don't want to be at this point where, instead of looking back... I now must look ahead to the runner in front to match my speed with theirs so that the runner does not stumble, so that the runner receives this weighty thing with as clean a pass as I did, or better. And did my parents feel this way too? My grandparents? Did the thousand, thousand runners before them who now have their eyes forever locked to the horizon Feel this way, too? I want to go back. I see my son ahead of me. Life has so much speed. You want to do some talking, buddy? Yeah? What are you trying to say? This is the way of life on earth. This is the way of chickadees and wildebeests, of sharks and kangaroos. This is the way of the virus that is currently coursing through our world. We are all life.
Look at those eyes. It's your papa. Il est bon, ton papa. Tu me tires la langue? Yeah, let me see your tongue. Mm. Mm. Tu tires la langue à papa? <rire> Il oh. me fait les gros yeux. Sérieux? This podcast is written, recorded, and produced by Ian Carlson. Additional audio recording by Doug Hitchcox and Chris Carlson. Music by Doubletone. I want to send out a special thanks to the midwives who helped with our pregnancy and birth. Our story might have gone so much differently without their guidance and expertise. So thank you. If you're thinking about having kids, get a good midwife. It helps to know things, and they know a lot. Squalling Pounds of Purple New Life. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba.